gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Get Started 815 Podcast, where each and every week we dive into the inspiring stories of local business owners and community leaders who have taken their passions and turned them into successful ventures. Uh, from humble beginnings to remarkable achievements, we will explore the challenges, the triumphs, and literally everything in between that these incredible individuals faced on their journeys. Uh, I am your host and fearless leader, your insurance expert, the founder and agency owner of the McBride Agency in Dixon, Illinois. And today I am joined by the incomparable uh, six foot three sophomore from Mobile, Alabama. No, I'm kidding. I'm actually stealing that from another podcast. So if you listen to that one, don't tell anybody. Uh, Eric Baker. The serial entrepreneur and owner of Grizzly Garage Stores in Sterling, Illinois. Uh, Eric, we're running kind of a solo mission today. We don't have a guest. We just wanted to talk about uh, something that's kind of important to our businesses today. So I'm super excited, man. How are you? Good. I'm doing really good this morning. Uh, getting around. Got the guys going this morning. Uh, kind of a it's a Friday here on the recording day, but uh, end of the week, doing good. So we had a good successful week. Got a lot of jobs done, and going to tie up some knots today and and push forward for next week how are awesome, you man uh i am finishing the last day of a family vacation in texas and uh fixing to head to a beach which sounds weird for texas but uh it's hot i think the real temperature yesterday was like 113 like real degrees outside wow yeah and my my car cried i think like we were sitting in it driving around like and it's like no we don't want this anymore Oh my God. So yeah, I lived in Arizona for uh, 15 years of my life. Yeah, born in Scottsdale, raised in Gilbert. And uh, I got friends and stuff and I talk to him every day. Other business owner. He's a business owner. I literally talk to him every day. I've known him uh, since I was in second grade. And we talk every day. I think I said that like four times. But uh, anyways. Hey, just, just in case nobody knew, did you talk to this guy every day, every other day, once a week? How often do you guys get um, Pretty much every day. That's talk. fantastic. Yeah, like every day. So he called me yesterday, and it was 119 degrees there, and I don't miss that. I remember working in garage uh, garages with my dad, dusty, dirty, sweaty, and at least – 20 degrees hotter in the garage than it is outside and that was miserable but i uh march April, i don't know beautiful weather man i don't know how people do it and and we lived in texas so we're we're in the region that we lived in when i met my wife we we lived within an hour of here all we spent all day yesterday in the town we kind of functioned in and, and hung out with some old friends and it was incredible to connect and catch up and, and kind of see the place where we grew up we drove the kids by you know, the row of houses that we lived in and, and just different parts of, of their childhood, which was kind of cool. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, it was, we got done. We had, we had ice cream with friends at Brahms. And if you don't know what Brahms is, you're missing out. Brahms is the best ice cream place in the world. That sounds good. Um, cool. Yes. So all, all of us folk up here in Illinois, we don't know, like Culver's and, and Dairy Queen. Like Dairy Queen's got nothing on Brahms. Like you can't even hold a candle to it. Um, like if there was a street fight between Dairy Queen and Brahms, like, Brahms would be like the Brazilian jiu-jitsu champion, jiu-jitsu champion and Dairy Queen yeah. would be like that high school kid that talked a lot of smack who didn't know nothing. Who yeah. wore like the white t-shirt and blue jeans and rolled up his sleeves and acted tough with slick back hair. So I it's don't like it's almost yeah. like in and in, in and out in McDonald's. Yeah, no, it's totally different ball game, right? They, yeah. And I talk to people they're like, playing no, the same game. Yeah. They, I talk to people they're like, Oh, I've tried in and out. It's it's okay. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like yeah. there is no 
Love it. Every time I go there, that's like one of the first things I do is go to In-N-Out. So oh, yeah. and I did go up to Texas uh, last month and I was completely blown away. Like I thought it was going to be Arizona, desert, cactus, but I guess that's more south. We went northern Texas and it was a mixture of like Illinois and Arizona. Where were you at in Texas? Uh, uh, Austin, I think. Is okay, no. so that's central. Yeah. Uh, yep. Texas is broken up into in essentially five different regions, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, Texas is still in what they call the hill. Or Austin is in what they call like the hill country. Yeah. So from Dallas south, and basically Dallas south and east, uh, you get into like the hill country, and there's a section of the state there. Uh, yeah. We're in we're in officially in West Texas here, so you might see some trees around, uh, but these are all mesquite trees. These are no more than like 25 feet tall. That's as big as they get. They kind of cap out. Right. Uh, root systems can't get deep. It's nothing but red dirt. Uh, so nothing grows. And basically from here West all the way in through kind of that Arizona section, right? Like there's nothing but desert and mesquite. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's not Beautiful. a lot of here, man. Yeah. No. So we wanted to jump on today and, and we kind of wanted to get into something that I know is, is near and dear to both of our hearts and, and just a little more practical episode beyond the, the stories that we're, we're able to connect with people and, make sure that we were we were providing some tactical advice and one of the things that was just kind of running through my head this last week was um how do we continue to get and gain more google reviews for our business and i thought this can't be something that's you know solo to just me and my brain i think everybody out there is probably asking the same question how Definitely. do i continually get more google reviews do they really matter are they affecting my business are they helping with google maps and my google search ranking and when people are searching for me and what I do, am I showing up and am I being introduced to new customers? So I just thought it'd be super beneficial for us to kind of jump on and, and just kind of talk it through. Uh, this is not, uh, you know, I don't, maybe Eric, you're the expert on Google reviews in the world. Um, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think Trying I'm the be. expert either. Yeah. <laughs> but having a healthy conversation around what our ideas are, what our tactics are, like what we're doing to get some reviews and and any successes we're seeing so i did a, a super super cheesy chat tpt write me an agenda for a podcast talking about google yeah. reviews mm -hmm. and it went higher level it's probably for an expert uh, so i might not actually go through this but uh just you know with google reviews i mean so you you use them right you have them do you try yeah, to push we, customers to them? Tell me, tell me about your process with this. Yeah. So, okay. Well, it's kind of a long process. Long story short, uh, with it was kind of a love hate with Google, my business. I had it going when we first started officially here about five or six years ago. Around, um, and I was doing good, really good, getting some reviews and stuff like that. And then around uh, COVID era, March 2020, we were getting a lot of spam calls, spam calls, which is not unusual. We get them every day still, but. This one in particular was about Google and they kept calling me and kept calling me, this is Google, you know, I guess they were making some changes with small businesses in their algorithm and stuff. And uh, I didn't do it. So we got uh, our Google, my business got kicked off for a while. And it was obviously with COVID, everything shut down and connecting customer support with Google was nearly impossible. And I was going through other SEO companies, trying and trying email after email. And after a year and a half, literally, and we were really busy at the time, so I wasn't really pushing for it too much because obviously we know Google, my business is, is really helpful for every business and we weren't pushing it that much. So we, uh, 
I just decided, I was like, you know what? I'm done messing with it. I'm going to make a new one. And we made a new one about four, four to six months ago. And we're already at 50. I think we just had over 50 uh, reviews, five star reviews, one, three star. That's a different uh, conversation we can have a little bit later, but uh, um, yeah, it's just, it's been very helpful. So 50 reviews in, in eight months, 50 plus reviews in eight months is fantastic. Uh, I want to hear about the three-star review. I like low reviews. Um, tell me about three-star. What did you do? So you got, you've got 50 plus five-star reviews and you get a three-star. What does that do in your mind? First, first thing, like how does that, how does that hit you? And what do you think as the business owner? What do you think when you get well, that? We put a lot star? of hard work into doing what's best for the customer, giving them the best experience to earn that five-star review. And, you know, I got notifications. So every time someone leaves me a review, it comes across. Well, this three-star review first came across as a one-star. And I'm like, holy cow, what the heck did we do on site? What didn't we do on site to, to, to get this terrible one-star review? And I called the customer. Um, unfortunately, it was a, it was another business owner, local business owner. And I, you know, I was like, wow, usually business owners, when you're working, they understand, you know, very, very good customers. You know, they understand the game and the business and they're not too stressed out about things. And I was like, what did we do? And um, he was kind of giving me mixed communications. We used, he used us two years ago and in the review, he's like, we used you uh, two years ago. The service was great. The door was looked good, blah, blah, blah. It was so good. But um, we had went over there and for 10 minutes, it was actually longer because I got software that tracks my my guys and we can know exactly where they're so um, we were there we serviced the door um we looked at the operator that was like 23 years old uh not in code didn't have safety sensorized we couldn't get parts for it and you know we're like hey we can't do anything uh, about this you, you know you generally we need to get you up to code uh get you a safe operator he's looking to sell his house so he's not trying to spend much we understand that and we're like, I'm sorry, um, he didn't want to pay our prices. And we charged them $90, uh, which is a basic service call. And we serviced his door, inspected it, give a give a, uh, a professional review. And, and, and that and went off the day. Well, generally, I go over all these tickets that we get after after they get back. And um, after they get back, and I'm able to contact if I feel like we overcharge or whatever, I'm able to adjust it, call it, but I didn't get any time to do that. Um, it was within 30 minutes after the guys left and I called him and he said, uh, you know, you guys were here for 10 minutes um, and um, you guys were here for 10 minutes and I, I don't think that was fair. He's like, when I'm with my customers, you know, if I'm there for 10, 20 minutes, I say, just give me $20 cash. And and, and just go on with it. And I was just like, you know, I understand. I said, you're well, not all businesses are the same. Mine's a little bit different. Um, you know, I got obviously insurance payments up the wazoo, everything else. Um, but the biggest expense is bringing everything else that comes with it. A good experience for the customer, CRM software training for my guys. I pay my guys well because I want them to have a good life outside of here. Um, I want to grow my business. I want to expand. So that's the main thing. 
And I try to explain to them that I'm like, I can't charge, give it to you for free or $20. I'm sorry. I'm willing to come down. And after talking to him, he understood and, and changed it to a three star. So uh, I'll take that, you know, and we went from there. I think the most important thing you, you talked through there was, right, you you went through, you saw the review and you reached out immediately to the customer and said, hey, what's up? Uh, and talking it through. Yeah, that was the first thing. Yeah. When you have that, you know, I think we talked about this last week, maybe is is when we talk about our process in general as as a business, it's all about expectation management. When we can set expectations and meet those expectations, we do nothing right. but build trust. And a lot of times those those negative reviews, uh, and the reason I like those negative reviews is because it gives us an opportunity to really see what our client thinks. Because that that review is not because they had an awesome experience. Like they're giving you a raw emotional response and we can go and really dig in. It's not like, oh, it's not worth the effort to say that I was disappointed here. Let's just give him five stars because that's what's expected of me. Uh, right. But when, when you get that three star, when you get that two star, that one star, like it's a chance to go, yo, hold up. Like what happened? Tell me. Like I want to know. And and getting people to understand that I really want to know is yeah. is sometimes the difficult part, man. So that's like kudos. I think anybody listening, uh, if you get those reviews, that's a time for you to shine. That's 100%. not the time because you can a number one go and go and talk to the customer, right? Go and talk to that client. Figure out who they are, call yeah. them up. What happened? Like get the real story. Uh, number two is like re- reply to that review online. Yeah. So. Uh, we actually have our software, one of the softwares that we use, it kind of filters those, it can filter those reviews. So if you go online and you give us a one-star review through the links we send you, uh, it has the ability to filter that out. So you oh, have nice. this sort of reputation management and it's and it's kind of cheating. Like, mm-hmm. I don't love it. So we actually have, um, I don't think we have any filters on right now at all. So we had it for a while. You can only give us three, four or five, but I think I took all the filters off because I really want I want a transparency in that with our customers and people who are yeah. looking for us. And uh, I think at last look, we have 130, 131 uh, Google reviews right now. And nice. out, out of that, we've got a couple of four stars. Um, I don't think we have any less than a four star. And so out of 130 reviews, I mean, it's, it's, we still average five stars. We're not even down to the 4.9 range yet. Yeah. As, as I continue to see that number rise, and maybe even as we rise in, in comparison to some some other local competitors, uh, and this is not a not a dig, right? Is as we get more and more of those reviews because our process is set up where we're asking for them on a pretty regular basis and at specific intervals, and not just when things are good, right? Like not just at the at the peak time to kind of prime that. We're 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 trying to be more kind of transparent because you you know you can ask at the point of sale when someone buys from you you can shoot them a text or an email with a link that say hey man give me a google review if you love this well, of course they loved you they just made a decision to buy your product right but if you're asking that same question six months after install or six months after they've been your customer you're going to get a more honest answer right right yeah the minute i get a new customer in our office they love us like they just decided to give us their credit card number their banking information they're trusting us with their yeah. house and their car yeah, and their life and it yeah. shows it's you know you guys do a great job That's yeah well and and it's wonderful and thank you like I, I will not take that for granted but six months later nine months later two years later how do you feel now 
Do you feel like we're still doing that exceptional job? Or was it just a promise that we didn't fulfill? Or are you really still feel that way? So when we send those out, not everyone fills out a review, right? We bring on 50 Mm -hmm. customers a month. Uh, I think if everyone filled out a review, we'd have have thousands of them. Uh, So uh, replying to reviews is massive. So if you're not replying to reviews now, do it. Um, Even the ones that just give you the review and don't say anything. Just go back through and say, hey, thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. Not only is it good for your your customer uh, stuff and uh, but it's good for the algorithm, too. So, yeah, um, I've noticed, too, there's different there's different review types of reviewers. You know, I feel like there's the ones that um, that are quick to leave a bad review or. uh, I don't know, just kind of like this guy, he he. He, he said, like, uh, it's just Google reviews, like, because he's got his business. It doesn't mean anything. I was like, sir, you know, it means a lot to me. And and kind of going back of, on what you're talking about, it's just knowing I'm, kind, I'm glad he did. I'm glad he did because we were able to fix it and we were able to improve. But there's those companies that um, they don't care about the reviews. They don't care about the service they provide. And they get a one-star review. And it's those customers that they do those that bad, you know, the ethics and, and, and work stuff for is creates those bad review customers, you know, yeah. um, I'm very thankful to, to get a one or three stars, like, like you said, and just kind of learn off it. We're always trying to improve. So let me ask you a question here. Uh, I have seen recently in some forums where, you know, one of our colleagues will get a one star review and maybe it's a fake review. I mean, there was, there was one recently we saw where, uh, a software company went online, like I, the phones got disconnected. They had a power outage. I mean, the, yeah. the, the agent talks about how everything happened. Phones disconnected. Uh, and then when the, when the sales guy called back, he didn't answer. Um, and then, so he went online and he gave him a one-star review and like, just talked all sorts of trash, uh, yeah. which is, you know, that's rough. Like there's the danger we take in putting ourselves out there and, and the importance of why you need to be able to intelligently and unemotionally respond, right? Mm-hmm. Taking your, uh, and I'm not sure if we've talked about this, but, but taking, unattaching the emotion from the outcome, like, mm-hmm. or unattaching yourself from the outcome. Just do the right thing, right? It's more important to do right than to be right. So just go do the right thing, apologize, right. explain in a rational way, and then move on. Um, so this guy goes online to one of our, our internal, you know, kind of industry forums in, inside one of the Facebook groups. And he's like, Hey, this happened. Uh, here's my, my link to my reviews. Will you guys go give me a review to offset this one star? And, you know, so two things hit me and, and I want to get your opinion. I'll, I'll share mine and I'll, I want to hear yours, but two things hit me. One is never play the game. Like one point matters, mm-hmm. right? So if you're, if you're playing basketball and you get to the end of the game and the ref calls a foul and it wasn't really a foul and they get a free throw that wins the game. Don't play the game. Like one point's going to matter, mm-hmm. right? Play the game. Like the other team needs a whole other half to catch up. So, so be so diligent and so intentional and so focused on the game you're playing that the next guy over one review is not going to knock you off your, your pedestal of five stars. Right. right. So, so I just, I just looked, we have 131 five-star reviews. Uh, in the region, I think the next closest guy is is somebody local who's got 120 something. But beyond that, like there's down to 30 and 20 reviews. Like some right. some folks, some of our biggest competitors have like four. So 
you know, there's, there's definitely a until this you until end. this episode gets released. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody's like, oh my gosh, we need reviews. I mean, we need more reviews. Yeah, yeah. So you know, so this guy gets out there. There's obviously fake reviews, and and we are. I don't think anyone is is uh, um, you know impervious to getting any angry customer or angry person out there to go, you know what, I really want to hurt them and I'm going to go do it and I'm going to hurt their reputation and hurt their business. And that's what Google is good for is making sure that that reputation is uh, validated in those reviews because Google does that. Like right. They validate your reviews, which is why when you, um, when you started talking, like you went through and, and you didn't validate your information, Google basically said, Nope, you're out. See you bye. Mm -hmm. And, and they shut it down. So, yeah because they're validating you, they also validate your customers and where those reviews are coming from. Um, eventually that fake review should kind of go through an appeal process and it gets removed, even if you did respond or didn't respond to it. Right. But how do you feel about, you know, asking your peers to go out there and basically do the same thing? You're asking your peers, hey, go give us a five-star review. And I'm like, I don't know you. I don't know your process. Like mm -hmm. I might know you as a person, and I might think you're an incredible person, but I don't know your process and I can't say anything good about you. I'm not your customer. Yeah. I'm not your ideal customer. And, and I want to hear that part because I mean, we talk about the algorithm and how that helps on, on those sites, but give me your feedback on, on asking peers for reviews that are never, ever going to be customers because they're, they're a competitor, uh, whether you're friendly or not. Right. Mm. Give me your thoughts on that. Oh, you, so you're, you're, can you kind of clarify that question? Like, are you like me going up to another garage store company and asking? I don't. Know. Yeah. So let's say a customer gives you a bad review or, or a vendor or a, a software company calls up. They don't like you. They're mad at you. And they go, you know what? Screw this guy. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to damage his reputation. Give him a one-star review. Yeah. And then you go out and say, hey, all of my garage store company friends, garage store owner company friends, I just uh -oh. got this bad review by this guy. Go to my Facebook page or go to my Google page and go give me a five-star review so I can offset the damage that this is causing. Yeah. How do you feel about asking your peers for, for they're essentially fake reviews because they're not really I, reviewing your experience yeah. or what they've. Uh, I mean, I guess that's, it's, it's, it's out there. I, I, I don't, I would, I don't do it. I don't mess with that. You know, I, I want the honest review. I want the honest reviews. I want it straight from my customers. Um, the, I think how I would attack that is just contacting Google, going after, uh, not going after, but trying to get that one star either to a five star or whatever, contacting that, that software company or whatever, and going and then going through the process through Google to try to see if, you know how we can take care of it but as far as it's not like it's not illegal and i'm not saying other companies don't do that to get their friends um i guess just morally or whatever that's just something i necessarily wouldn't even care for i guess yeah um but, no um, i wanted to hear your thoughts i mean i'm, I'm in the same boat i think if yeah. we if we want reputational management and we want our customers to trust what they're seeing we can't mm. go ask yeah. So we can't just go ask for a community to gather around. And, and while there's, there's some admiration and I think it's noble that you want to do something right for them, me well, going out and giving an agency across the country, a five-star review because they're, they're looking for something. And, um, and, and I see what you're saying now too, is like, it just kind of depends on the situation. Now, if you like, you don't even, 
talk to this, if you've had like a 15 minute conversation with this software customer and that person had a bad day and he wants to leave your review, I mean, that hurts your company. You know, that is, you know, that's potentially dangerous for your company. And I feel like that's kind of an attack. Um, so yeah, first, first process would be going through Google, trying to get it to the five star. Hey, what are you doing, man? You know, really calm them down. And then I don't know, I, I guess that's kind of a way I wouldn't say it's a bad thing morally to do that because the person's just doing it out of, you know, out of a bad day, then I don't know. I guess sometimes you got to do what it takes to, uh, to get honesty out there. Yeah, it's, I mean, and I think that's where that reply comes through. When, when someone does something wrong to you, you can reply and, and yeah. reply well. I just, mm-hmm. you know, it all comes down to the algorithm. So this is where the, kind of the I, customer likes that honest reply too. If they can see that and get your both sides of the story, that makes a huge difference. Yeah. So think about the, you know, and, and this is kind of always my take on it. Um, and I know we're talking about Google reviews, but I'm talking about Facebook for just a second. So I have, uh, an enormous, an enormous uh, reach into other insurance agencies across the country. So we're we're connected with an enormous amount, and uh, probably once a week uh, or more. It's less so now, but once a week or so, I get someone that comes online and they're like, "Oh man, uh, so glad to connect, glad to be friends." Will you go like my Facebook page for my insurance agency? And I tell them no. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and I tell them no for very very specific reasons, right? Like I tell them no. Because what I don't want is, it does two things. One, it builds their audience on their Facebook incorrectly. I am not, nor will I ever be that guy's client. Like, Uh let's just be honest. Like, I'm I'm not ever going to go buy insurance from him because I sell the same product. Like, I'm going to be my customer. So it's not good for me. And B, it's not good for him. Mm. Because when it comes to being able to, and this is the same way with Google, right? You can take information and audiences that are already there. I have a Google review. Uh, I have, these are my Google reviews. These are all the people that have reviewed our business. I can take that and basically spread it across and say, I want to advertise to these types of people. If I'm continuing to do that to people who aren't relevant to my product, all I'm doing is spending money and wasting time and I'm going to get no results. So having a, a truth and authenticity and who your Google reviews are coming from and who your Facebook likes are coming from, you know, you can go out and buy them. You can go out and buy yeah. Google reviews, right? Like they're not yeah. real. Somebody from uh, overseas just goes online. They make, you know, a hundred different profiles. They, they give you a hundred different reviews and then they disappear. Those profiles disappear. Yeah, Eventually so do those reviews, right? They disappear and it's, mm-hmm. you spend all this money and now you went from a hundred reviews down to 12 yeah. How, how does that look for your reputation? Right. Yeah. yeah. One, it, it shows you that you're a liar. <laughs> you're yeah. Cheating. And uh, no, we just like it organically. I mean, um, like I said, we try to provide the, the best service and we're always continuing to improve, uh, make sure the customer's experience good. That being said, you know, we're, we're, we know that we're thankful, um, but it's just taking that extra step on getting them to take... Um, 30 seconds out of their day to uh, to leave us that five-star review to actually get it out there a little bit instead of just, you know, 
thank you and all that stuff, you know. So there is a little bit a little bit process to that. Um, And it's a little bit extra work for our guys, which is not much, but it uh, it helps us all around. So what are you doing to get those reviews? Like how So you've gotten 50 plus reviews in the last seven, eight months. How are you doing that? Like what what's your secret? So, you know, just kind of open the kimono here. Yeah, it's my guys and it's incentives, you know, um, we we give bonuses for our guys. We call them tips. If the customer leaves a, a five star review, we'll give them we'll give them a tip. Our guys a tip and that adds up. It kind of makes it a competition. Uh, we do other things, too. We can have a little competition and who gets the most. Um, it just kind of keeps keeps everybody happy. It makes it fun for the guys and, and makes them a little bit happy. I'm all about giving my guys what I can in any way possible um and so how are you, you know, how are you delivering that message to the customer so it's essentially just basically by mouth uh, we do have uh like little uh pamphlets you know that has qr code to our google um google my business to where they can do that um but it's not asking or telling them to leave a five-hour star review i mm-hmm. always tell my guys don't tell the customer, hey, if you uh, please uh, go on Google and leave us a five star review. For one, I don't think you can do that or shouldn't do that morally. Um, we have the guys, you know, hey, if you did, if you think uh, we deserved a five star review, could you please visit our, our Google business page and 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 leave a reply and um, a five star if you think we we deserved it. Um, I, I, and we, I make sure they tell them the customers too that they're going to get a tip from other company um you know just be honest about everything Mm. we're just asking for you know we're trying to provide a good service good product all around experience and we're just asking for about 30 seconds and the customers have been awesome i mean some some of them don't have internet and whatever and that's okay you know um it it feels good It, it just seeing those online not only as a business owner and the team sees it everybody sees it your customers see it it, it kind of brings everything a little bit closer, it makes it a little bit more personalized um, with the company. It feels good. Yeah. I, so we don't do that part. Um, you know, telling the customers like we'll give a tip over to so-and-so if they, if they leave a review, yeah. uh, we, we ask and we ask every, again, like we, we ask at sale, point of sale, we ask when signatures are signed at any time uh, it's an automation. So if you sign yeah. documents, you're immediately rerouted over to our Google page um, yep. and it says, you know, we'd love to see you leave us a review and it routes you directly over to our, our Google review page. Same with us too. Yeah. So that helps too. That that's like a double stamp. We not only yeah. got the, the pamphlet and given the customer that are the, 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 uh, speaking from our, our service professionals to the customer, but then we got the finalized, uh, at the software that'll send them the link to it, which will make it a little bit easier. So that helps too. Definitely. Yeah. That's brilliant, man. Um, I can definitely see why you've you've grown so fast. I'm like now I'm trying to figure out ways to deploy those similar tactics with our with our pieces. Um, yeah. And we ask, like we we tell people, like listen, we're we're striving for five star service. If you feel like we've given you that, give us a mm-hmm. review, right? We're yeah. we're uh, I don't want to say we're feeding people, but we're prodding them to say, you know, if you feel like we gave you this, and and those four star reviews we do have, uh, I'm very very clear. And mm-hmm. I will absolutely and immediately say, 
Uh, hey, Eric, I super appreciate the, the vulnerability and the honesty in your review. I will mm-hmm. make it my absolute mission to earn that fifth star from you. That's Cannot beautiful. wait to talk again. Can't wait to, can't wait to see how we exceed your expectations uh, and, and yeah. you know, kind of overwhelm the experience you've just had, you've already had. So I don't think there's really any fun. better way to handle that. I mean, we actually just got a, uh, another review while we're on the phone here. So, um, that's fantastic. And, uh, yeah, it feels good to, um, hearing the guys come in and I'm going to set a record this week. You know, I'm going to yeah. try to get the most reviews, all that stuff. Um, and it's just, it, it is a game. It's fun. Um, and, and that's not what we're in business for is to get five-star reviews. No, no. it's to, to get more personalized with the customer, get it honesty, like you said, and like we talked about, so we can improve, Yeah, you know, um, but I don't know those four-star reviews. Those are just kind of tough, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd rather have almost a three-star. So I'm like, but yeah. that four-star is hard to, to navigate there. I'm, I'm pretty sure we've got some just because some people aren't five-star reviewers. Like nothing is ever yeah. five stars. So they're like, Perfect. ah, yeah. they did yeah. awesome. Four stars. That's I'm another, like, that's another reviewer type of person. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I we're kind of running short on time here, but uh, just as, as we kind of wrap up, you know, we talked about why they matter. We talked about why real reviews matter and responding to those reviews and kind of going through this process. Um, this is something that I feel like we're we're facing and why I wanted to make sure we're we're not filtering those and we have not been filtering those reviews in years. So it's not like yeah. something we just started. Um, the reason we don't filter those is because we knew when we started this, we had almost as many as every other competitor in the local region had. So mm-hmm. you know, when you get online and, and you look for this, whether you're the person that's listening that, that loves reviews or not our customers are. And that sometimes is if they're just being introduced to us or they're just looking for a product. Um, I don't want customers searching. Uh, I don't count customers who search for us by name. So mm. if you go to like Google analytics and see this, if they type in the McBride agency, I'm like, Oh, that's great. They already know me. They know who they want to find. They're not doing anything else except going, what's my website. How do I get all of them? Right. Yeah. That's it. And you can, you know, if you get that Google report every month, like you can see how many phone calls you got, what your answer versus not answer, you know, percentage was and like striving for that. So we get something like 30 or 40 phone calls from Google every month. Our answer ratio is like 98%. Yeah. So like that, those phone calls are being answered 98% of the time, which Google's tracking yeah. and Google's seeing. So if, if you answered 30% of the time and I answer 95% of the time, who do you think is going to start showing up higher in that, in that ranking on Google? Right. Right. Google rankings and SEO and, and placement in the map pack and placement on the, on the actual SEO is so much more than just, do I have the right keywords? Um, but I may have just lost my train of thought there, but, uh, no, it's tra- It's it, the algorithms changing every single day. Yeah. And it's getting harder, but yeah, it's, there's a whole process to it and it's just changing every day with the advancement of technology. And I feel like that's a whole different, like, show that we can go on with technology and where it's going i mean uh we got ai we got uh apple uh vision pro coming up where you're wearing i i think the going off topic here i feel like uh cell phones are going to be obsolete within the next 10 years Uh, i feel like we're going to be wearing stuff on our head basically and kind of evolving from that but i'd like to have an episode on that 
in the yeah. future. Just kind of. I think we need to get going. grab a futurist on here and maybe we'll yes. there, go on a rant. Um, oh, <laughs> you know, so you don't want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we do now. Uh, so I think yeah. you know, just practical advice. You know, if you're if you're doing Google reviews, if you're looking for them, you you definitely want to have some sort of Google Maps. It used to be Google My Business. Now it transitioned to Google Maps. You want a presence on Google Maps. This is where customers go. 80% of all searches are done on Google. And that not only do you have to work on your SEO and your website and all the pieces that help you be found, you have to make sure that that reputation is managed and managed appropriately. So just to kind of, to finish up that, that statement I started, like the reason we took the, we didn't use the filter. I don't want to say took it off. The reason we don't filter out those low end reviews is I feel like if I have 10 times the reviews of uh, of another guy across town. Sometimes it looks fake. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, oh, it's too perfect. There's yeah. there's 197 perfect five star reviews, and I've never yeah. heard any one of these names. They don't say anything. They don't mention anybody. It's just star, 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 star. Exactly. We we definitely when we push like, hey, we're looking for five star service. Tell us about your experience. Like we're asking yeah. them to say something, which. Yeah gives us a reason to respond outside of like, Hey, thanks, Bob, so much. You know, thanks, Bob. Yeah. You're awesome. Uh, appreciate the review. That's where you know, I realized a lot of customers are a lot smarter than me because that's what I would do. I'd be like, the service is great. I can't think of anything off the whim like that, but we're getting reviews where customers are like getting into details yeah. and, and telling us everything good. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I mean, going off, that's just makes it a little bit more personalized. Yeah. And I, I, so number one, ask for reviews. Number two, ask for them. So I guess if we had to create an action item here, uh, number one, ask for reviews. Number two, create a system and an automated system to help you do this. So it's regular, uh, the regular interval. So that you're not just getting people on that, that first initial place. And, and this is more for you uh, as a business owner, get, get vulnerability, get transparency from your customers. Uh, number three, reply to those reviews, right? Yep. All of this tracks and helps you appear more. And we could probably really dive into the SEO and the best practices there. And right. that's probably a, a guest topic because I, I do a lot with it, but I'm the listen to the smart guy in the room on that one for sure. Yep. Um, I, can, I can speak intelligently about it to my marketing guys, but I don't know that I could disseminate enough information out there to... Uh, to help anybody, I might just confuse a bunch of folks, and that's not what we need is a bunch of folks listening to Patrick about SEO. Um, so, you know, kind of as we wrap up here, man, what are what are your final takes on on Google reviews? What are some things that you want so, to make sure, uh, anything that I missed that you want people to, to walk away and, and know? Um, so stay active. Stay active with your reviews and be, and be detailed in your response to what you did for that customer, what product you used, uh, what you know, anything you did, be detailed on that also helps the algorithm as well um, to do that stuff. Um, post pictures to the Google My Business, videos, all that stuff. If you can find a SEO company that can help you manage that stuff to where they got a whole company around it that are, po- you just send the pictures all to that and they notify you if there's reviews, they can take care of a huge, wear one of those hats for you so you don't have to do so much. Mm-hmm. If you're starting out, don't don't spend too much on a company like that. If you can do it yourself, that's great. If you start getting really busy, start searching. There's a couple, uh, if anybody wants to contact me um, or you, I know you know a couple people. Um, I, I'm, I'm using one right now that's very, very 
um, inexpensive and, and is provides a good service just on those you, simple little things. Just just so um, people have someone to start with, who are you using right now? Gosh, uh, I got to look it up. AMP. Okay. We'll put it, we'll well, put it in the show I'll, I'll notes. Send it, yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. I'll send you and then it'll go. Ahead. Um, awesome. Yeah. So I, I think that's perfect, man. You've got to be active. You've got to be consistent. And and the, the hardest thing, I think, is business owners and entrepreneurs that we take on, sometimes we take on too much, right? Yeah. So my mantra is and always has been, if you've heard me speak anywhere, um, we always say small, repeatable steps, mm -hmm. right? The, the key to success is small, repeatable steps. And no matter how daunting this seems, find the first right step, take it. And it, yeah. it's the first right step for you. You might get three steps in and go, you know what? I should have done that one first. And mm -hmm. that's okay. That's part of that's part of this journey, right? That's part of the journey of, of entrepreneurship. That's part of the journey of of business ownership and leadership is is just taking the step and evaluating if it was right or not. Mm -hmm. So with that said, guys, I just want to say thank you to each and every listener. You guys are incredible. Uh, our listens are going up every week. Our downloads are going up every week. And it really could not say uh, that you love us more and more just by sharing the podcast and, and sharing yeah. it with us, things that you want us to hear and talk about. So uh, thank yeah. you so much for joining us on this week's episode of the Get Started 815 podcast, where the secrets to success are to just get started. So get up, get off your ass, lace up your boots, take that first step. If you enjoyed today's discussion, be sure to smash that subscribe button, uh, whether it's on your iPhone or Spotify or whatever other phone company is out there, the fake phone companies that are out there. Um, so you don't miss next week's episode. You can like us on Facebook and Instagram at the Get Started. I'm sorry, at Get Started 815. Uh, while you're at it, buy yourself a friend. Uh, buy yourself a friend. No, buy yourself a, buy your friend. Uh, My drink. dad told me not to buy friends. Yeah, don't buy friends. Don't buy reviews. Don't buy friends. Uh, buy your friend a drink. Buy him some coffee. Get out there. Have a conversation about what you're getting started on. And we'll see you next week. Bye.